This podcast may contain strong language and adult themes, which may not be suitable for all audiences. Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Hey everyone, welcome to Lakeshore and Limbo, an improvised occult noir story told using role-playing game rules. Since you're hearing a different voice than you may be used to, I first want to say that I'm about to reveal some spoilers from our last arc, so if you haven't listened to Who Framed Vincent Melody, I suggest you listen to those episodes before moving forward. Alright, so with Abe Cohen currently out of the picture, I, Nathan Kaplan, will be taking over narrator duties from James. I have to say that I'm very excited to be the Lakeshore and Limbo narrator for the time being. Since our investigators are starting another new case, I want to take a minute to refresh our listeners as well as welcome any new listeners who ignored my warning about spoilers. Which, the only thing I have to say about that is, mad respect. Lakeshore and Limbo is a storytelling game where one player, myself, describes the story's world to the rest of the players, CJ, Tina, and James, who play the protagonists and decide what they want to do. We use a storytelling game called Foo, which stands for Freeform Universal, and there are two main rules. 1. If the characters want to do something that might fail, the player will roll a six-sided die. They are trying to beat the odds, meaning that the odd numbers are varying degrees of bad and the even numbers are varying degrees of good. Here's how the numbers break down. On a six, yes, they succeed and something else good happens. On a 5, no, they fail, but something good also happens. On a 4, yes, they succeed. On a 3, no, they fail. On a 2, yes, they succeed, but something bad also happens. And on a 1, no, they fail, and something else bad happens. Depending on their chances, they might roll more than one die and take the best one, or they might have to take the worst one. 2, They've also each got mysterious or not-so-mysterious powers, but they have to spend their precious poker chips to use them. And they can only get their chips back by doing stuff the group thinks is in-character, a smart move, or just plain cool. Okay, that's it for the rules. Lakeshore and Limbo is a story about a detective agency that specializes in occult crimes, run by the former angel-turned-golden-age Hollywood film star-turned-investigator, Vincent Melody, played by C.J. Tour. In this detective agency, there's Sassy, a young woman with a criminal past, who's on her way to becoming a detective in her own right, and also used to be a cat, played by Tina Arfey, and Rick Ryder, a disgraced archaeologist with a magic scroll that tells him where to go, played by James Harvey Freetley, and it's narrated by me, Nathan Kaplan. To be honest with you all, this is not the first case we recorded with me as the narrator. The first one involved our investigators working a case for gnomes. However, due to some technical issues, the audio is unusable. I'm telling you all this because you may hear us mention it during some bits, but what happened during that case is not canonical, so you all aren't missing any details. And now...
it's been a stressful week for Melody Investigations. Firstly, Vince has been blacklisted at many magical venues. Some of the occult community believed that Vince was just self-righteous enough to drink the memory fluid of an enemy, but most suspected him of making up that story. Secondly, Melody Investigations' artifact room has been all but destroyed. The only objects currently residing in the room are a cane, a magic dagger, a few magical darts, a zune, and a stone statue of a young woman wrapped in many different coats and blankets. Thirdly, Melody Investigations' lovable curmudgeon Abe Cohen is missing. Much of this week has been Vince and Sassy trying to track down their old friend, but to no avail. They have no idea if Abe is dead or alive, but either way, they're worried about their friend. And lastly, Melody Investigations has a new roommate in Rick Ryder, archaeologist extraordinaire. At first, they requested him to leave, but he insisted on staying, because anytime he leaves, his magic scroll tells him to go back to Melody Investigations. And since Jane has been spending nights at John D's, they've let Rick sleep on the couch. The investigators have spent most of their days waiting for an important package from Greece. And today is the day they've long waited for. We open on Vincent Melody, Sassy Melody, and Rick Ryder staring at a small box with the return address somewhere in Crete. That's a weird return address. Yeah, just a general area. <laughs> Send it to what Crete. Makes... Send it to Crete. Oh, the general area. I thought you meant... Because it was in a different country. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've been to different countries. I'm well-traveled. All right, all right. And I'd like to thank you both for coming to my unboxing video. Don't forget to like and subscribe. We're going to see what we have here. <laughs> Smash that bell. All right, let's check it out. Um, As you open the box, um, there is more bubble wrap than you can possibly imagine in this small box. Um, and there is chewing on it, like, because... <laughs> I guess a lot of plastic is rendered with animal fat, so she likes the way it tastes. Oh, and she's um, she's gonna swallow it unless somebody. All right, stops. I, I take it out. Well, it's, if it's a big, I'll let her lick a big piece of plastic. But I, if she tar- tears off a small piece, I'll get it. She's nomina. She's chewing. Yeah, she's right, chewing. Right, I'll get it away once it starts to get small. <laughs> uh, there is also a um, envelope in the package. That says Melody Investigations in a very beautiful handwriting. I take out my very my fanciest letter opener for such nice handwriting. I have I probably have like a, an, a like a leather envelope of letter openers like oh yeah like one of those butcher rolls that you roll out <laughs> exactly it's like <laughs> Sassy's lock picking tools and it's just <laughs> um, and so I take out my fanciest one and I open up the letter. Uh, It says, in the same script, Melody Investigations. As I said on the phone, pour the potion into the statue's mouth, and it should take effect immediately. As with someone with a brain injury, ask these three questions. What is your name? What year is it? Where are you? I also request that you ask these additional questions. Where are you from? What is your title? Call me once this is complete. Marble. And this is uh, this is the you potion. Repeat those. Oh sure, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. No, you go ahead. Sure. Um, what is your name? Mm-hmm. What year is it? And where are you? Where are you from? And what is right, your title? Break these questions up so we remember them. <laughs> I kind of wrote them down. Okay, good. Oh. <laughs> Whoa! Hey, somebody's name. A, somebody's a good detective. Year. 
where? Yeah, I am. I've been doing this for a while. And you can't just like walk over and 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 start like. Hey, like, I don't act like you're a pro. I don't want to you be just a detective. Wander in every room and know what's going detective. on. You guys just seem to have a connection to magic artifacts, and that's what I'm here for. Also, speaking of magic artifacts, this is the potion that brings the mummy back to life. Yes, you could say the mummy returns. Okay, well, why would we do that? Why don't we, you know, I mean, do we, is it, are we sure this is really the route we want to go down? Why don't we, we could take it to a museum, huh? No, no, no. You don't know her. She's not going back to a museum. It's people like you that put her down there in the first place. Yes, I might have. She, Rick, once again. I mean, I guess her dad did, Rick, but you, you kept her down there. <laughs> Rick, you, you are claiming squatter's rights, and I'm afraid that that does not give you the right to stop us from animating our adoptive niece? Uh, it's a hard title to put on her, honestly. Mummy. All right. Um, all right, so I, I will I will walk over, and um, let's say I, she was standing, so I put her with her back to the couch just in case she falls over in the reanimation. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... I, the, yeah. the coats and blankets she's wrapped in, I put in front of her. Like, all around her, she's surrounded by soft stuff now on the floor. And Rick is, like, backed into a corner with a, an umbrella held out in front of him. <laughs> kind of funny that you're scared uh, yeah. of a little girl. It's not a little girl. She's probably, like, a thousand years old and can probably spit locusts out of her mouth. Okay. I'm Rick, and I'm scared. Okay, all right. Uh, no one's going to be spitting a locust out of mouth. We're going to instead insert this formula right into their mouth and just pour gently like so. Yeah, as you unwrap the um, the bubble wrap, there is a small vial, and on the vial, there's an engravement of what looks to be a woman holding two snakes. Cool. And then um, inside, you can see this like very thick, like reddish black liquid, almost like darker than blood, but almost that same kind of look to Ooh. it. Hey, Rick, don't look at this file, okay? It's a perfectly normal, not scary colored fluid I'm about to dump in her mouth to reanimate her. Is it, is it, oh my God, it's green, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> scary stuff's always green. I'll bet my bottom it's dollar it's blood. green. Okay. Oh, I looked. Oh, God, it's all blood and stuff. It's much darker than blood. <laughs> all right. And I, <laughs> I pour. And you pour it in the statue's mouth. Um, you actually see the grayness start to fade as flesh tones start to come through. And uh, her eyes begin to move back and forth until she looks at you and says, Took you long enough. What is your name? She's back. Oh, what is your name? <laughs> what? It's it's Neff. What year Vince, is it? Come on. Uh, like twenty twenty. The worst year, correct? Uh, where, where? Where are you? Are where were you? you? Where are you? What? Why are you? What? What is up with these questions? I don't. I. I mean, I'm in Melody Investigations. Oh. Uh, Tess, you got the two additional ones. Where are you from? I mean, Egypt. I, I think technically I was born on Crete, but yeah, I'm from mm -hmm. Egypt. And what is your title? My title? I mean, I was the Pharaoh's daughter. I don't know. My servants called me mistress, I guess. Okay. Okay. So you're like, I guess that's it. It looks like it worked. I have everything I need. 
Woo! Okay, so we can put her back in the stone. Then we uh, got no, no, everything. No, no, no. Uh, uh, Who Neff, is this me, guy? I'm gonna like grab Neff and just like kind of like rub my face all over. Her. Like he's doing like a karate <laughs> like hands up <laughs> in front of him. And I'm gonna be like, uh, uh, Neff, this is this is Rick Ryder. Perhaps you would like to uh, give him a snack to earn his trust. And I hand her like a piece of beef jerky. <laughs> she rips it in half and eats and eats the first part and then hands the second out to Rick. Uh, Here, boy. Wait, whoa, hold on. Is this is this like is this just like sassy but a dog? Wait, hold on. What, Come here. Well, no, don't get used to him. Who knows how long he'll be around? He's not a dog, but he is an unemployed academic, so he can't pass up a free meal. Oh, that cuts deep. <laughs> and give me that jerky. <laughs> Well, I have a bunch of computer stuff that I was planning on doing, but wasn't able to because I was stuck in the dreamscape. So I'm going to uh, go do that. How was the dreamscape? Okay. Well, I miss you. Oh, it's fine. You know, saw people's wants, saw people's needs. Cool, cool. <laughs> okay. Stop oh, looking no. at me weird. I missed you. Stop being weird. <laughs> You I'm stop sorry, being this weird. Is really aggressive. I just have had bad experiences before. Oh, Neff, I do have to apologize to you. It was my purloined body that did this to you, and I apologize for that. Oh yeah, no, you're fine. I know, I know uh, what happened. I saw it in your dream. Oh, we talked okay. about oh, it. That's right. Okay, you're right. Okay, sorry. All right. Bye. Yeah, yeah. People don't remember their dreams, but I remember everything. And then she looks at all of you. <laughs> I can explain. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to. <laughs> And then she walks away. It went up fairly well. I'm just going to go make sure that, um, you know, everything is safe in her room. And I just, like, go and I, like, sit outside of wherever she is and just stay there. <laughs> sure. Um, you also do remember that there was one other, which you can choose to ignore. There was one other instruction, which was, call me once oh, this right. is complete. So I'll, 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 oh, yeah. I'll handle correspondence if you want to make sure Nep's okay. Rick is I just sort of like, yeah, I want to keep an eye on her, see if she acts weird or anything. Yeah. Rick so is I, checking his uh, his cuffs and his hands for locusts and uh, scarabs and stuff like that. Anything? There are so many locusts oh and scarabs. <laughs> there's not. There's not any. No. <laughs> I didn't think there would be, but Rick is Rick is nervous about mummy curses. I mean, yes, of course. It's not like if somebody's going to plunge in the darkness. <clears throat> <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Vince picks up the phone, gets his contacts, looks up Miss Marble. Hello. Uh, Miss Marble, it's Vincent Melody. Yes, I assumed. Oh, well, I'm just pleasantries. Have you gotten the... Yes, well, I'm, I, I'd like to go ahead and skip to it. Have you yes, gotten we, the we, vial? We have done the ritual, and our once in the statued friend is now among the living again. Uh, what were her answers to the oh, well, questions? Her name uh, was, uh, if I recall, it's like, God, Vince, why are you being so weird? It's Neff. And then her next answer was, what do you mean? What are you saying? Uh, God, uh, well, of course I'm in Melody Investigations office. Okay, I'm in. Third one was, I don't know, like, what, uh, 2020? And then I said, oh, the bad year. That was a funny thing I wanted to remember it for. And then uh, the fourth question was, where are you from? And then she said, Egypt, although she thinks it's going to be Crete originally, which is interesting and then i will move on to the fifth and she says i don't know i was the pharaoh's daughter i guess my servants called me 
mistress? Hmm. And is her name no. Neff? That was kind of a nickname we gave her. Ah, but that is what she Correct. goes by. Well, if you wouldn't mind, uh, would you please give this Neff my card, or at least a copy of my card, and uh, tell her she can call me if she needs anything now, that at all? Seems rather ominous. Uh, I mean, you are a black market <laughs> art artifact dealer, and she is a child, although well beyond her years. I don't know if I want to serve as the social connection between you two without knowing why. Well, I mean, to be fair, this is my business, and I did bring your friend back from a a stone solitude. But it seems a little odd to put strings on the deal after it's been done. Fine. I, I have some worries that she may get some visions from my life. I'm going to, like, move the phone away from Rick as it indicates that maybe <laughs> Neff, you know, is getting the visions of a villainous, basically. Oh, so you're saying everything's perfectly fine and Neff's a perfectly safe individual? Wonderful. Hey, uh, Vince, why are you sweating so much all of a sudden? <laughs> Warm in here, dude. And, uh, it looks more like an actory kind of flop sweat. I'll have you know I've never fluffed sweat in my entire life. Hey, so, uh, what do you mean visions from your, uh, from your life? The, I, the, the potion was made with some of my blood, and I don't know, but she might get visions from my life, and that might be, that might be something that she has questions about. So if she needs anything, oh, she can I call. I see what you're saying, that she's perfectly safe and she bakes delicious breads. And then I whisper, what, so you're saying that some of the answers might have been partly from your life and not just hers? Okay. Possibly. Why is Vince talking about bread so loud and everything else so quiet? Delicious sourdoughs, you say? It is a tricky bake, but she has the starters. All right. Well, okay. Well, give her the card and then have her call me again if she needs anything. Uh, No, I I understand. I I have had my run-in with brain fluid, too. All right. Cinnamon rolls. Click. (laughs) Are we... Are we eating, or or what's happening here? I give because honestly, I can't pass a I can't pass up a meal if there's. I give him another table. piece of jerky and just kind of pass on that information to uh, to Sassy outside her door. Sure. Oh. Um. Wait. What are you all doing for the rest of the night? Hmm. Wait, wait, wait. So Neff might not be yeah. Neff. Is this like is this like what happened to you? Well, apparently, but it's a smaller dosage. And normally, you can take small drinks of memory fluid and just get a few memories and not lose control of yourself. Okay. Well, I think Sassy probably wants to establish a little secret something with Neff too. But I guess does that does that matter? <laughs> if it's after she takes it. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. It can absolutely matter. Because it is after. Well, there's, yeah, nothing, I mean, there's no way for me to know. That is true. It. So I just have to keep an eye on Well, just it. remember something from before you and Neff's history. And like having me dredge up memories gave me brief control. Maybe the more personal the memory, the maybe the stronger the break will be. 
And Rick doesn't know any of this is happening. So he's in the kitchen, like, checking how much flour we have. <laughs> um, he's like, do I want to go to the store for just yeast? I don't know. Uh, anyway, I have to go bake a cake now, apparently. So <laughs> just yeast. Vince is going to try one of the signature challenge from the Great British Bake Off. And <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> just, just by watching the TikTok videos to do it and trying to emulate her. So, uh, so Rick and Vince are spending the night baking a cake and, uh, Sassy, what are you doing for the night? Um, I think I'm, I'm trying to like, think of like maybe a con or something that the two of us, me and, um, Neff would have done. Um, sure. I literally just Googled I think... it. <laughs> You're Googling cons? You all definitely went out. I am. <laughs> you all definitely did like three card Monty on the L. You did some like spray painting at different places. So yeah, I'm basically going to go in there and I'm going to be like, hey, uh, do you remember how to do the like, uh, you know, the hurrah or whatever? But, but, do you... Hey, <laughs> Tina, do you know how sudden... to do the hurrah? I, I yeah. do. It's a sudden Whoa. manufactured crisis or change of events. I was about to say, like, uh, don't tell us what it is. Try and pull it on what it was. Yeah, do a, do a hurrah to us. Wait, well, I have to actually finish reading it. Okay. <laughs> uh, Nep is like, oh, yeah, I know all about the hurrah. Are we going to are we gonna pull one? Come on. Come on, let's pull one. Oh, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Hold on just a second. <laughs> Okay. Okay, well, this is hard. Okay. Um. <laughs> sorry, sorry if I gave you a, a, a challenge. Well, if you're any sort of if you're any sort of scam <laughs> artist, you can do a hurrah. I mean, worst case scenario, can't you at least drop a Spanish prisoner? <laughs> oh, oh, I can drop a Spanish prisoner. <laughs> and then I go over to her and I um I say, uh, "Please, please, can you help me? I'm starving. <laughs> every every and... cat pulls a hurrah. <laughs> what is a Spanish prisoner? Uh, Spanish prisoner. No, no, no. The Spanish prisoner is real. It's like yeah, it's the... Wait, is it? I have no that, idea. That's basically the Nigerian prince game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that it's there's somebody who's in trouble oh. and if you give them this much money, I'll free them. And then when they get free, they'll give you all their treasure. Exactly. Yes. Uh, yeah, she goes running out into the uh, living room and goes, hey, uh, new guy, uh, uh, Rich, um, I, uh, I, I've i got a friend who's in jail, and uh, maybe you could give me some money to get them out of jail. jail. You mean the sarcophagus? Because that's where they belong. <laughs> sure, but they still need money well, to get out. No. Oh man! <laughs> and then she walks back to her room. Rick folds his arms. But I can and goes, see that she remembered. Rick folds his arms and goes, yes. "Classic Egyptian prisoner." <laughs> now, do we want to do? Do we want to do a ganache in this thing or what? I don't know. I feel like we want to do like a caramel. It will be more like more binding. All right. All right. <laughs> I'd like for both of you to yeah, roll, for one. roll for cake. Roll for cake. I got a five. Thank God. I got okay. Three. My cake's my bake is my bake is not moist enough. 
Yeah, your all's cake comes out, and it's 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 not great. Um, uh, Frank was watching the news, and so something came on about like some uh, some robberies that have happened with like some giant man that's been breaking into chemical factories, and that got Vince's uh, ears perked up, and he kind of forgot about the cake, and it burnt, and. Rick, you did a really bad job on that caramel. So it's not it's not a great I cake. Rick ganache. But the ganache yeah, is pretty good. Caramel. I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> how, how did you do um, that? and you all <laughs> and you all head to sleep. I think hey, uh so Rick is sleeping on the couch. As I'm falling asleep, is that does that news story about the the big man breaking into uh, chemical plants replay? You know how they'll sometimes replay shit on the news for lack of stuff to talk about. Sure. Well, this is yeah. yeah. It replays. Not even li- it's just on the local. It's just it's not you know national news. It's just local news. news days. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I was gonna say. Remember when that used to be the case? Um, well, okay. Before they they uh, play the national anthem and it signs off, which I assume the Melody Investigation TV still does. Um, yeah. So that ghost can come out of the static and shit. Um, yes. I guess can Rick like sit there and learn more about what's been going on with this big man in the chemical plants? Sure. Yeah. All they have is uh, they they play some. Um, CCTV footage of what looks to be a very large man um, basically like breaking down a door very easily, picking a bunch of things out up and then walking out. But it's really grainy and you're not really able to tell any features from it. Uh, Well, another day of looking for jobs for me tomorrow. This means nothing to me. I wish they'd show that squirrel on the water skis again, though. And then the squirrel on the water skis comes out right as you're drifting off to sleep. <laughs> um, so, Rick Ryder, you actually wake up to total darkness. I'm in a sarcophagus! Oh, um, they got me! I'm in a sarcophagus! <laughs> you feel around, and you actually are completely enclosed. Oh. You reach up, and you feel stone above oh, you. Oh, they got me. Oh, it finally happened. I got caught by a mummy. Hello? Sassy? Uh, Vince? Uh, ghost guy? <laughs> Help! <laughs> she betrayed us! Can we? As, as you're... Uh, you all don't hear anything, but uh, Rick, you're like pounding on the thing, and you feel give as you're pounding on whatever's well, in front of you. as hard as I panically can. So you push off the lid and sit up, and all around you is sandstone and hieroglyphics. No, 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 no. You, you look down to see the lid of a sarcophagus on the floor that has the shape of your uh-huh. likeness. Beside you are two other sarcophaguses. One has Vince's likeness on it. The other has okay, Sassy's. First off, oh, man. I'm very handsome. <laughs> That's a good representation. Oh, God. Oh, I knew it was a sarcophagus. The, I say it every single time I wake up, and this time I was right. Our... And in front of you, there is a set of stairs with an upright sarcophagus that looks very familiar no, to no, you. No, 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 no. Uh, I immediately I leap out of the sarcophagus and I like kick the lid on Vince's as hard as I can, trying to knock it off. 
it comes off and Vince, you sit up to see everything that yeah. I just described. What? Rick, I want to blame you for this. Well, I, you know, I'd like to, I'd like to say this is my fault, but it probably if I see is somehow. But if I see everything that he sees, I'm running over to Sassy's to get the cover off. Yep, Sassy, you pop up and you see everything that the other two see. Oh, I, um, I kind of like jump into someone else's sarcophagus and like try that one, <laughs> and then I go, <laughs> I go sit in the other, like go sit in Rick's for a little bit and like chill. Rick's is the comfiest of the three. Oh, this is nice. I like this one. I'm going to... This is my bed. <laughs> I, you have a sarcophagus. You, you have one that's specifically meant for you. Why don't you stay in that? Yeah, 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 it, never mind. There is another There is hey. another creepy sarcophagus in front of us. Nate, so... Wait, what's going on? Yeah, I want to attention to detail my own body. Here's what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for if I feel drowsy as if I've been drugged. I'm feeling my neck for puncture puncture marks to see if like a dart or something and i'm just seeing if i have been bruised from being dragged or you know any sign that i was knocked out and transported Roll two uh the highest was a five so no but you yeah you don't feel anything however the room that you're in does not feel familiar but what is kind of around you feels from familiar like the feeling feels familiar okay, to I have you a second theory <laughs> um i don't know how to test it though is there anything are any books or anything around me just hieroglyphics on the walls am i wearing one of my normal suits mm-hmm. yeah you're actually not in your pajama pajama suit you are in an actual is my, is my wallet in my pocket i would like to mm-hmm. look at my driver's license and I want to see if I can read it. Yeah, it looks a little. It looks a little blurry. It looks like it, the the letters aren't really making that much okay, sense. I think we might be asleep. Well, then how are we talking? Okay, listen. When we said that Neff was a completely normal girl, that there's Who nothing to worry about. Who was a mummy? Well, when we met her. She uh-huh. first encountered us by pulling us together in dreams that became nightmares. What? Yeah, she's kind of got a Freddy Krueger thing sometimes. Oh, no. Just sometimes. <laughs> just sometimes. I mean, just that first time so and then not once since. And isn't that life? You're afraid of the mummy and the Freddy Krueger gets you? It's... <laughs> <laughs> I've never been gotten by a Freddy Krueger. Not well, once in all my years of adventuring, you are but now. <laughs> oh God!
So first of all, let's get started with, uh, it's been a week since the Vince hijacking. What have you all been up to? Well, Rick has been staying on the uh, Melody Investigations couch looking for work in the newspaper, um, but nobody's hiring right now, so he mostly spends the afternoons with the newspaper like asleep on his chest, and uh, I think he's constantly getting scared by Neff as she... Oh, wait, Neff's not a... Neff's not a I think he, like... I think he, uh, in that case, is, like... You'll find him, like, staring at the statue of Neff uh, like a dog would stare at a corner where he's pretty sure a ghost is. Um, also, I think at one point, Rick just, like, he's snoring on the couch and the sun wakes up and goes... <gasps> Ugh, I had the craziest dream about trolls and gnomes and uh it's it's gone <laughs> sounds non-canonical to me sounds pretty non-canonical well let me mm-hmm. I, I guess let me rephrase that i had three-fourths of a dream about it and then just like anytime you were talking it was just i couldn't hear what you were saying it was weird well, not I guess a single best word. we just forget about it and not tease it out to any possible audience who might be listening to frank i suppose <laughs> Um, I think, well, Sassy has now established her, her trust exercises, I guess, with everyone, (laughs) her signals, um, (laughs) with Vince was that you check your pockets. Yeah. I just hug you. A hug. And and you have to check your pockets. I visibly show you I'm checking my pockets to show that I know it's you and then you know it's me. Um, and then with Rick, it's just, (laughs) what was it? Um. I, I believe we both are the kind of people who wear a lot of leather. You wear, uh, yes. you wear like black leather, and Rick wears like trail uh, brown leather. And so our like secret agent call sign is cool leather boots, premium cowhide. And then we wink really hard. Oh, well, and then wink. I think Sassy probably like closes her eyes, and Rick yes. winks, and Rick thinks that Sassy just can't wink. but that's how i know even though she still doesn't necessarily trust rick yet but at least she knows it's him um and i don't know probably like takes little naps around neff's statue all the time i would imagine sure Uh, i would say yeah go ahead first of all he is sending out formal apology letters to everyone in the chicago supernatural community apologizing for having his body taken over by an evil sorcerer uh, trying to set the record straight, but also genuinely uh, would like to apologize for any inconvenience this could have caused you or any mystical artifacts I may have taken. All right, um, so that's how you're apologizing to the people who watch Supernatural in Chicago. How are you <laughs> apologizing to the magic users of Chicago? <laughs> it's like, I know it's been a long road that we've taken together, but all roads must come to an end. Uh, carry on, my wayward son. <laughs> Uh, Castiel Dean slash Vic forever. Um, <laughs> uh, and then uh, the other thing I'm doing, I think I think Vince has turned one wall of the office into an evidence board trying to track down Ape. Like, like, mm, like, sure. I think Vince is, is, feels very guilty about this. And so he's really devoted his time to it. And so even like taking down his own movie posters, put up <gasps> like string... And stuff. Ooh. It's like, where would Abe want to die? A dinty, more beef stew factory? You know, like, just possible. 
and then but it was also like plan b and it's just like crossed out as if he was he has a backup plan that he doesn't want to consider right now. Mm. Mm. Do you okay. think that old guy went to die at a, I don't know, a used Birkenstock emporium? You didn't know him. I Look, I keep trying to sleep in his room because it's available, but you keep chasing me out, so I've at least seen the sweaters. Look, his smell is all over it. If you get your smell on it, then it's like your room, and it's not your room look, because I can that's promise, Abe's room. I can promise you right now, no smell I create is ever going to overpower his smell. Just stay out of there, okay? All right, all right, all right. And this conversation is happening as Vince writes down, use Birkenstocks, (laughs) (laughs) question mark, and puts it up on the board. (laughs) Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.